Live from Studio G at Goodman Law Group's headquarters, this is The Good Law Pod, a show that dives into your questions about all things HOA. Welcome to another episode of The Good Law Pod. I'm Clint Goodman, your host uh, from Goodman Law Group, and I'm here today with Tom Thompson of ARS Reserve Studies. Uh, Thank you, Tom, for coming and meeting with us today. Not a problem. Happy to be here. Excellent. You know, uh, today's an interesting topic, and it's one that I'm really excited to have because I've got a lot of older communities that are just falling apart, and they didn't ever plan. Yeah. And so now we're just sitting there with crumbles and no money. <laughs> so you're here today. Not surprising. That's your expertise, right? <laughs> right. Helping us figure out what to do moving forward, how to plan for the future. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Tom. Um, who are you? Why did you start doing what you're doing? Uh, what are reserve studies? Okay, well, uh, I've been doing reserve studies now since uh, 1997, so I'm going on, uh, what, 21, 22 years. Um, Started off in Colorado, uh, doing studies there for about five or six years, and then moved here to uh, to Arizona to work with uh, my brother, uh, who owns the company with me. Um, uh, And essentially what a reserve study is, uh, it's a long-term planning tool uh, that is used to uh, essentially allow an association to properly plan for the major components that they are responsible for maintaining um, uh, in an effort to, to ensure that the appropriate amount of money uh, is in the reserve account so that when the time comes in five years, 10 years, 20 years to take care of those long-term projects, that the, the funds are there to, to take care of those, those projects. Great. Well, so then listeners, basically the outline for today is going to be uh, picking Tom's brain on how to get out of the hole and how to ensure that your community has financial prosperity and how to make sure that you don't end up in the same situation as some of these other condominiums. So for you listeners out there, whether you are a older community or even a newer, com- an older community that doesn't have any money and you know you've got a bunch of repairs coming up or maintenance needs like roofs need to be replaced, roads need to be fixed, parking lots need to be replace and you're not going to be able to get a loan because you're no bank's going to loan you money. Well, that's what Tom's here for to explain how we can actually figure that out moving forward. And for you newer communities, listen to what Tom's saying because you don't want to end up like the community in the, of <laughs> that, we, that we have to deal with, which is worst case scenario. That's what comes to my desk. So tell us, you, you explain what you do a little bit. You explain what a reserve study is. Why do you think a reserve study is so important? Uh, a reserve study is really the key to identifying how to budget for those long-term components. Um, it's, it's really imperative that an association has a plan. And without that plan, you end up in a position where you, where you have to special assess or you have to get a loan. Uh, and, or you have a property that declines in, in value and deteriorates to the point where you can't get a buyer to come in. Uh, so it's it's really important that um, that an association hopefully start off from the outset when the association is 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 first first uh, developed uh, with with a proper reserve plan, and, and that goes hand in hand with the operating budget. Uh, and, and the intent is to is to not neglect those long term components because they're so far out in the future. 
uh, and they're kind of the, uh, you know, not seen yet, but they're coming at some point in time in the future. The intent is to make sure that you plan for those now. So there's an equitable funding process that each member who lives in the association is, is, is able to contribute to. Uh, and there isn't that need for, for a special assessment at some point. So when you say so that each member can contribute to, you're talking about, um, uh, for example, I'm on my own board. So I do HOA law, but I'm also on my own board. And uh, we were just looking at, I think it was one of your reserve studies, actually, where we were planning our next year's 2019 budget. And we looked at our reserve study. At the end of the reserve study, it actually showed us what our assessments should be each year. Mm-hmm. So the question back to you on that, then, is that's what you're talking about. The assessment number is based on not only what our operating expenses are for that year, but a little surplus to put into reserves so that in 20 years from now when we need to replace, or in five years from now when we need to replace our parking lot, we'll have the money there. Right. Yeah, the the, uh, the reserve study deals solely with the, with the reserve side of the budget. Uh, and and a, a quick, way, quick way to identify what those reserve components are, uh, any asset that is owned in common by the association that has a predictable useful life that is greater than one year and a predictable replacement cost is typically considered a reserve component. So what, give me some examples of reserve components. Uh, we've got uh, a painting of building exteriors. You've got asphalt seal coat, asphalt removal and repaving, uh, tile roof replacements, uh, pool resurfacing, pool deck resurfacing. Uh, if you've got mechanical equipment, uh, boilers, chillers, things of that nature, elevator remodels, um, interior clubhouse remodels, all of those major components that, that are, uh, that are not necessarily seen on a year by year basis, but have to be planned for to, uh, to ensure that those funds are available. So when somebody calls you and says, Hey, we need a reserve study and you're putting one together, what do you do to make sure that your reserve study is accurate? Uh, the first step in the process is, is, a, is a discussion with either the board or the management team uh, to identify what is it that you actually have at your association that, that is your responsibility to maintain as far as long-term assets. Uh, we go through a question and answer period. Uh, and then uh, once we've sent out a proposal and that proposal is accepted, uh, we review CC&Rs. Uh, and then we will uh, go to the property and take an inventory of those components. Uh, measure asphalt. We'll measure uh, linear footage of, of block walls, square footage of block walls. We'll measure tile roofs, flat roofs, what, whatever the component is. We'll take a measurement and then we will apply a, an industry standard cost for replacement or painting or whatever the case is uh, in order to come up with that, with that long-term budget. Okay. So I guess each item uh, that you have in your reserve study does have a useful life. Correct. And I'm sure you have your own formulas and things you go off of to basically then break it down. So if the useful life is 10 years, for example, for that particular item, and you basically then plug in the number so that at the 10-year mark, you'll have enough money then to pay for that item. That's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. Every every component has a life, uh, and that life is typically based on the industry standard with some adjustment for use and abuse and things of that nature. Uh, here in Arizona, we have uh, significant uh, effects of the elements. The sun is, is, a, is a major contributor to, to useful lives of components. Uh, and so uh, we've more we've so than rain, rain, and snow. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <And> ice. <laughs> 
Yeah, typically here in Arizona, we don't see a whole lot of snow and ice. Uh, so this the sun is the is the determining sun's factor. worse than like I, what I meant to say is let's say uh, I don't know your reserve study dude in Colorado. You mentioned your you did Correct. reserve studies in Colorado. I would imagine the sun doesn't kill an item as fast as rain, snow, and ice kills it, right? Yeah, you've got the freeze thaw cycles in in, in yeah. Colorado. You got uh, different types of components that are affected by 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 snow and ice, uh, and we we've got some of that here in the, in the up in the in the higher country. But for the most part, uh, the sun here is is just brutal on asphalt. It's brutal on paint. Uh, it's brutal on uh, on on metal. I Man, just it just it really does it does damage. So um, going to the next question, this is one of the questions that I've had personally for a while. So I'm glad you finally sat down with me. This is great. Um, and that is <clears throat> a lot of folks don't get reserve studies when they should. And so they come to you or manager comes to you or I come to you or a board member comes to you like 20 year for a 20 year old community that's never planned for the future. And they say, hey, we need a reserve study, so we need to know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know going out there and inspecting all of these items and common elements or common area that there's going to be some significant replacement costs coming up soon. How do you tackle that? How do you digest that? Well, it's uh, it's it's difficult in many cases to really understand what an association's priorities are. Up front. So what we typically will do is we'll do the we'll do the reserve study, uh, almost independent of any direction from the board or anybody that's involved in the association, because we want to give them an independent third party look at what's happening within their association. Uh, and and we we will do our typical process. Uh, and oftentimes what will what will come back for the board is that the association is significantly underfunded, uh, and there is a a need for a lot of reserve funding to occur in the first few years because there is so much deferred maintenance or just a complete lack of, of, of proper funding. Do you put into account the caps placed on the amount you can raise assessments that are in the CCNRs or is that independent of your analysis? That's independent. Yeah. Uh, because in many cases, uh, our, our goal is to provide the association with a real true picture of, of what the financial standing is, how well funded you are. Uh, and that's one of the terms I think that is most important is, is, uh, is what's called percent funded. Uh, and that is really a measure of the association's financial health when it comes to the reserve fund. How much money do you have compared to how much money you should have? Um, and uh, we want to provide an independent look at that association's current you know, state of affairs. Uh, and then we can begin to uh, adjust that plan for the association in a revision process so that the priorities of those of that board is met uh, as they plan, as they, as they foresee managing the property. For instance, um, if, if an association's old and they've got an asphalt issue, uh, they've got roofs that need to be replaced, they've got a paint and, they, and they've got a chiller or a boiler. We have to figure out from what the board's intention or plans are, what's most important to take care of at this point in time. Obviously roofs are really important because you have, you have leak leakage issues where you've got, you know, potential damage to somebody's unit. Uh, that's a bit more important than the asphalt. Obviously the asphalt's an aesthetic, uh, item that, that, a, that a board may, um, uh, deem to be important, but it's probably more important to take care of, of, of a leaking roof as opposed to an asphalt issue. 
So there's a prioritization process that we go through once the, the initial report has been done uh, to get that report more in line with how an association plans to actually manage their reserve funds. Got it. Okay. So that was a question I'd had in that, you know, so if in that scenario, you provide your reserve report and your study's done and the board looks at it and they see that they have to increase their dues or collect money well beyond the cap placed on the CCNRs where, you know, they have to say you're recommending they need to raise their dues from $150 a month to $325 a month. That's probably going to exceed the limitations either in the statute or the declaration, depending on whether they're plant community or condo. Correct. So then they, at that point you say, well, you got to go talk to your legal, your, your counsel and, and get advice from counsel on what you do. Exactly. Yeah. You've, okay. you've got to, you've got to take steps to make sure that that what you're putting into your reserve account is actually adequate for the level of uh, and, and types of components that your association is responsible for maintaining. Uh, we see it all the time where you've got an association that let's say uh, they're actually fairly well funded. Let's say, let's say they're sitting at 85 or 90% funded, but their reserve contribution is half of what it should be. Um, and in order to continue to maintain a, a good funding level, they have no choice but to begin to raise those dues. And they can do it on, you know, on an incremental basis where, where you don't take the big chunk all in one year, but you do it over, say, a four or five year period of time. Uh, but you've got to get the reserve contribution to a level that is in line with what it takes to maintain your property. Otherwise, you're going to be in a position you know, five years from now that is no different than where you are currently. Uh, and we see that all the time where, where we've done a study for an association, let's say back in 2010 and updated in 2012 and updated in 2015. And now we're on the fourth update, let's say, and they're in no better position today than they were back in 2010 because they, they haven't had the ability or the approval from the board or from legal counsel to do the increases to the reserve account that are needed. So they're actually in a worse situation today than they were when you did it originally because they don't have the money and now there's less useful life on the items that exactly are at issue. Yes. So at some point the poop's going to hit the fan. It, it will. <laughs> and it always does. <laughs> so speaking of that, uh, have you ever turned down a job because it just felt like it, there's just no good scenario there for you? Well, for what we, what we have done is, uh, we'll get a phone call, let's say from an association that's, uh, it's 40 years old and, they, and they'll tell us in the bid process, you know, we've got, uh, uh, we need a reserve study to tell us what to do with our, with our, with our roofs and our paint and our whatever, they're all falling apart and we have no idea to take care of it. We'll pretty much just tell the association, there's no reason for you to get a reserve study. It, it's not going to tell you anything that you don't already know. Uh, if you know, you've got to replace your roofs and you know, you've got to paint and you know that the asphalt's crumbling, um, then it doesn't do me any good to go out there and tell you the same thing that you already know and charge you money to do it. Uh, so we'll advise them. Have discussions with the with the membership. Find out what your what what's what's the priority to replace first, and start down the path of making some of these improvements. And then, once you've gone through that process, then come back to us and get a reserve study so that you can avoid this problem from occurring going forward. Yeah, that's a great that's great advice. Um, I'm glad you said that because I oftentimes see some of my communities just feel like they absolutely need a reserve study, but they already know and that, that, that there's a problem. So my advice is typically been the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Just fix it and then contact Tom because then you'll have an item that you can actually, you know, then, then, then it makes sense to figure out long-term how to replace that item or maintain that item in the future. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> it's a new item once you put it in. It really is. Yeah. 
You know what really angers or agitates me is I just had a board meeting. What was it? About six months ago where we're sitting there and I was sitting there. It was, we were at the pool and I looked over and there's a tarp over half of these roofs, just tarps all over the place held down by stones or bricks. (laughs) We're talking about (laughs) passing a special assessment and approving a bank loan to get this stuff done. And I'm just thinking in my mind right now, the fair market value of each of these units in this condo go maybe like, I don't know, 45, 60 grand. The second they have new roofs with a five-year warranty, it's going to go for 120, probably, I don't know, but you've got a brand new roof that's warrantied. It ups the value and everyone's still in the community is like, well, okay, that's great. My unit goes up like 40,000 in in value, but I don't want to approve a $3,000 assessment. That's stupid. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) just approve it and then sell the unit. (laughs) <laughs> and right. make and make like $37,000. Right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, the, I mean if you think about it the whole the whole genesis of of the reserve industry and the whole idea behind a reserve study is to try to do what you can as an association to maintain your property values. And if you if you fund properly and if you have a plan in place that membership that's current and anybody who's buying into your association if, if, if you've got a, a unit up for sale, let's say, and somebody wants to buy that unit and they see that you have a plan in place to take care of any deficiencies you have or to take care of any, any you know, uh, lack of funding or whatever the case is, then they're more apt to buy into your association. Uh, however, if, you, if, if you've got uh, an association that's, that's not planned for, for a number of years and now there's this pending special assessment that's sitting out there on the books, that's, that's, that's going to happen it makes it very difficult for a buyer to come in and say, oh yeah, I want to buy into that. I, w- I want to buy into that problem. Um, so it makes it really, it's really important that an association funds their reserve account properly over the course of the life of their association so that you don't run into these things. And if you, if you do that, you can almost always avoid any kind of an issue you're going to have with reserve fund. You can, you can avoid assessments. You can avoid having to go out and get a bank loan. Now, obviously there are things that happen in your, in an association that are, catastrophes, you know, a water main breaks, whatever, and it floods units or whatever the case is. Those are things that you deal with, you know, on an extraordinary event basis, uh, that are not really reserve related issues, but, uh, and hopefully insurance covers them. Exactly. Right. Hopefully insurance covers. And if insurance doesn't cover it, you can pull money from your reserve account to take care of an immediate issue and then have your reserve study updated and then refigure the numbers and start from that point forward. So you mentioned having, you just said you have the reserve study updated. What is your recommendation on how often you update a reserve study? Uh, it kind of depends on, on the type of association. Uh, a, a, let's say you've got a 32 building condo property with three pools and, and a bunch of tile roofs and a whole bunch of different stuff that's, that's, that's uh, significant in nature. Uh, every, every two to three years is reasonable. Uh, if you've got a single family development, let's say in Scottsdale, where you've got a gated entrance and some asphalt and maybe some walls to paint, Every three to five years is reasonable. Um, uh, there's no real uh, strict time frame for when you have to do it, um, and and it's just it's just a matter of uh, identifying what's happening within the association so that you're staying on top of 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 the planning process. Staying on top of the planning process. Do you have any examples of horror stories that you've seen in your um, career where associations didn't plan to maintain, and what was the end result? Um, well, uh, we did an as- we did a reserve study for an association uh, a number of years ago, uh, and we had well, let's say we were on number version four or five or so as far as updates go. So we'd be done five or six reserve studies for this property, uh, and I got a phone call from 
uh, one of the board members that said, uh, hey, I need help. I've got a, uh, I've got an issue. Uh, your report three or four years ago said that we needed to start setting aside uh, funds to get to our, to, to get enough money together for our, our roof replacement project. And we didn't, we got voted down. Uh, we tried to get, we tried to pass increases in the reserve account, uh, reserve funding process and uh, couldn't get them passed. Uh, and now we're five, six years down the road here and we're at the point in time when your reserve study says that we've got to replace our roofs and we're experiencing leaks and we've got to get them replaced. It's a $1.4 million project. And they had uh, about $800,000 in the reserve account. And the board president was looking for my advice as to, as to what to do. And my, my response basically was, I, I, I don't have any advice for you, <laughs> except for you, you now are in a position where you have two choices. You can defer the maintenance or you can special assess. There's nothing else. The reserve study that I would produce for you at this point in time is not going to tell you anything different. You still need to replace your roofs and you need to get the money from somewhere. And so uh, that kind of a situation actually occurs quite frequently. So even if they had drained all of their reserves of 800 grand, they still need to come up with the 600 grand. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're saying, well, look, the only way you're going to really come up with that is by special assessing and chances are that's going to be turned down. Right. And it's tough to get a bank loan too if you're significantly underfunded because the bank looks at your ability to repay your loan. And yeah. if your ability to repay your loan is not good. Did that community have a high receivables problem where they had a lot of folks that weren't paying their dues? No, they actually didn't. They just chose to not raise their reserve uh, reserve fund uh, dues. They, they didn't want to raise the reserve portion of their dues. Uh, they felt that they didn't need to. Uh, and, and it came back to bottom. Do you know what the end story was in that community? Uh, I don't actually. The the hail of uh, what was that two thousand ten yeah. came through and wiped them out. And now they're just dirt. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but that but that kind of thing actually happens quite frequently, uh, and it's it's it the, the the issue that most associations run into is that the reserve funding portion of their budget process is always an afterthought. Uh, I, I take that back. It's not always an afterthought, but it's it's very often an afterthought. Uh, we've got a hundred thousand dollar budget. For the association, $90,000 of that budget is operating uh, requirements. So we're going to just take the extra 10000 that's left over and put that in the reserve account. Well, the reserve study might call for a thirty-five dollars or a $40,000 know, annual contribution to your reserve account. So in that case, you're significantly underfunding just because that's what's left over. Uh, and in our opinion, the, the, the exact opposite should be done. The, the reserve portion of the budget process should be one of the first things that you look at because you're, you're looking at taking care of those long-term components that will have a significant financial effect on the association if not properly uh, accounted for. Yeah, great points. So you pretty much have given us a, you know, a, your point of view on all these issues and, and what your advice would be. If you could sum up everything and put it into one sentence, the most important thing you'd want to have board members and managers keep in mind, when it comes to today's topic, what would that be? Uh, my advice would be, uh, essentially, if you fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. That's short, simple, and to the point. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, I, I agree with that 100%. Because when they do fail, they come to my office or my friend's offices at other HOA firms. Mm -hmm. And that's when they start incurring a lot of attorney fees trying to fix the problem. And 
it's hard to fix a problem when you're spending all your money on attorneys. So. It really is, yeah. <laughs> and, and not and, that we're complaining, but right, <laughs> it is a problem. <laughs> right. And, and then the other thing that I would advise is if if your association has not had a reserve study done, the ideal time to do it is is at the time that that association starts operations. If you haven't done so it, so transition at at transition. I mean, we've actually even done reserve studies from a set of construction plans prior to construction. Oh wow! So that so that the the developer controlled board has a good understanding of what that reserve funding requirement is going to be, uh, and and it will obviously change as as the as the units are built and the property may not be built exactly how the construction plans state, uh, but it gives a, a a very good benchmark to work from for for the developer. And then once transition occurs or at the time of transition. Uh, a transition reserve study should be completed in order to identify any shortfalls in the reserve funding process that have occurred uh, to ensure that that, uh, that, that transition uh, is handled smoothly and that the proper funding is, is there when the developer leaves and the new homeowner controlled board takes over. Uh, and, and then uh, the reserve study should be oper- uh, updated on a regular basis to ensure that you're constantly keeping up with inflation, that, you're, that your reserve funding uh, uh, components are, are 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 being funded properly, and that you never get into a position where you have to deal with an assessment or deal with a, with a, with a really bad funding situation. Yeah, all great advice, Tom. Thanks again so much for joining us. I You're really welcome. appreciate it. I think I know I learned something from today, and I I know our listeners did too. So thank you for spending the time to share with us some of your expertise. Thank appreciate you. I'm ha- happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks.